Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by their good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company, and you can find out more by visiting the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today. We have guests Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance, will be joining us. Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Dr. George Markovich, orthopedic surgeon, my orthopedic surgeon, I must say. And then Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples, will be giving us some insight on what's happening locally as well. It is November the 3rd. And on this day in 1998, former professional wrestler Jesse the Body Ventura was elected governor of Minnesota with 37% of the vote. His opponents, seasoned political uh, politicians uh, Hubert Humphrey III, son of Lyndon Johnson's vice president, and uh, Mayor Norm Coleman, he's the mayor of uh, St. Paul, spent a total of $4.3 million on their campaigns. Ventura, the Reform Party candidate, spent $250,000, money raised by selling $22 T-shirts and accepting $50 donations from the supporters. His only political experience had been for years as mayor of Brooklyn Park, a suburb of Minneapolis, but his laid-back, straight-talking, libertarian approach to politics resonated with many Minnesotans, especially young men who had never voted before. I voted for Jesse because he is the most honest one young constituent told a reporter at Newsweek, if he doesn't know something, he doesn't say he knows it. Uh, during his pro wrestling career, Ventura had always been a, a bad guy. He wore tie-dyed outfits, feather boas, and garish sunglasses, and he loudly and profanely heckled his opponents. The body was shamelessly dishonest. His motto was, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. <laughs> Ventura used some of his character's familiar flamboyance in his gubernatorial campaign. In one ad, he wore only a pair of uh, gym shorts and sat contemplatively emulating Rodin's The Thinker while opera played in the background. In another, Jesse Ventura acted action figure cobbled together from existing dolls that a staffer found in a store had the body of Batman and the head of World War II General Omar Bradley trounced evil special interest man. But when he got elected, he promised to take the job seriously. I don't want to cheat, cheapen the office, he said. It's, I'm not about to turn it into some sort of a dog and pony show. Some of his accomplishments as governor were popular. He managed to pass a light rail plan for Twin Cities, drafted a novel property tax reform package, and sent tax rebates called Jesse Checks to voters every year for three years. Then the state ran into economic problems. His legislative support evaporated, and he seemed to spend more time whining and lashing out at his critics uh, than uh, showing his good-natured, uh, uh, well, I should say one of his career's uh, uh, critics was Garrison Keeler, uh, who thanked it in his public radio show The Prairie Home Commandion was a beloved Minnesota folk hero. In 2002, Ventura decided he would not run for office again. After leaving the governor's mansion, Ventura hosted talk shows and uh, taught class at Harvard and stumped for John Kerry in 2004. He occasionally dis uh, discusses running as a Green Party candidate in presidential elections. Jesse the Body Ventura. You know, I, uh, our home office, where I, when I was working at uh, American Express Financial Advisors, was in Minneapolis, and uh, I'd ask everybody that I could find, uh, did you vote for Jesse the Body Ventura? I couldn't find one person that said that they voted for Jesse the Body I actually saw him speak at a Harvard School of, uh, uh, not business, at the Harvard School of uh, uh, Government. And uh, he admitted that once he was elected, he sat there with his staff and said, now what are we going to do? He didn't know. Uh, but uh, such an interesting story. And probably one of the first to get elected because of his personality or, or his fame as a public figure, other than uh, Ronald Reagan. Well, Naples is still a hot place to live for more than just the temperature. Southwest Florida ranked number six, and Naples did, down from number two last year in the U.S. News and World Report's list of the 10 best places to retire in the uh, U.S. 
The magazine unveiled the rankings on Tuesday. Sarasota was number one last year, fell out of the top ten. Other Florida cities to make it to the year's top ten were Pensacola, uh, third. Tampa was fourth, and Daytona Beach, seventh. Fort Myers came in 38th in the list that ranked 150 cities. The magazine story cited Naples as a preferred retirement spot for the rich, powerful, and coal-diverse with its pristine beaches, sprawling golf courses, and fine dining and shopping. Uh, the least desirable place to retire was San Jose, California, at 150th, that according to the New York to U.S. News and World Report. I suspect we fell in the rankings primarily because of what happened to property prices. Of course, expensive properties make it just a little less desirable for some people to come to Naples. Nevertheless, one of the happiest and healthiest places in the United States, maybe the world. Well, Florida's highest ever 20, 2022 National Assessment of Educational Progress Rankings indicate the state's students are well ahead of their peers, especially with younger and educationally at-risk students who are as harmed uh, the most from distance learning in other states, that according to Governor Ron DeSantis. We insisted on keeping schools open and guaranteed in-person learning in 2020 because we knew that there would be widespread harm to our students if we, if we locked them out, he said, adding the results once again, approved that we were right and made the right decision. Overall, Florida's fourth graders ranked third nationwide in reading in the average scale score, moving up from sixth in 2019, ahead of students in New Jersey, Utah, and Colorado. Among the most populated states, Florida's fourth graders were the highest performing in reading. Pennsylvania ranked ninth, California 32nd, Texas 33rd, and New York 36th. Overall, Florida fourth graders ranked fourth in math nationwide in average scale score. Of the most populated states, they rank first ahead of Texas, Pennsylvania, California, and New York, who rank 46th. Pretty unbelievable for the amount of money they spend on education and everything else. Well, I don't know if you watched it last night. It was pretty painful. I watched uh, well, a lot of it. President Joe Biden gave a speech on last night in D.C.'s Union Station just days after the attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's uh, husband, Paul, in their San Francisco home. He claimed that democracy is on the ballot and blamed former President Trump for differences with the electorate. In our bones, we know that democracy is at risk, he said. I ask that you think long and hard about the moment we're in. In a typical year, we are often not faced with questions of whether the vote will, we ca cast will preserve democracy or put it at risk. This year we are. This year I hope you'll make the future of our democracy an important part of your decision to vote and how you vote. The speech touted as remarks on the state of democracy after uh, attack on Paul Pelosi was an uh, opportunity for Biden to take aim at the press secretary, Karine uh, Jean-Pierre's, earlier in the day calling the mega-maga Republicans. In other words, it was framed to be a speech uh, for the good of the State of the Union, but... <clears throat> It turned out to be a political, well, political hack job. For Biden, the attack on Paul Pelosi was an opportunity to discuss political violence writ large, including the essentially non-existent vote in, voter intimidation. We must, with an overwhelming voice, stand against political violence and voter intimidation, period. Stand up and speak against it, he said, as though there were something controversial about that. We don't settle our differences in America with riot, a mob, or a bullet, or a hammer, he said. I guess he's not familiar with some of the activities with the, of the Democrats. But anyhow, he said that before getting Election Day wrong, saying that, we're, that it will be on November the 9th, and then correcting himself, which, of course, it's on the 8th. Biden's at the stage for a situation where America will not know the results of the midterm election for days after the election, he said, and we must be patient because it'll take time to cheat. <laughs> he didn't say that. He said to count the ballots. But that's what he meant. Americans have long been used to find out the results of uh, used to finding out the results of the elections on election day, or at least by the morning. But for Biden and Democrats this year, they have been telling Americans that the results will not be known for days afterwards. The speech, a follow-up to his insanely divisive uh, September speech in front of Philadelphia's Independence Hall, painted the Democrats' political opposition in similar terms. He began his speech by discussing the attack on Paul Pelosi who's since been charged with kidnapping and uh, to be held without bail, uh, was seeking Nancy Pelosi with a tent to hobble her, he said. After recounting the uh, 
the facts of the case, including that Paul had been beaten by an alleged assailant with a hammer. He compared the attack to Capitol riot on January 6th. He accused former President Donald Trump of inciting that riot and barely stopped short of blaming Trump for the attack on Bob, Paul Pelosi. Biden brought up what the Democrats call the big lie, otherwise known as the contentious claims and concerns about voters' integrity, about the divisive nature president, uh, of presidential election of 2020, he pressed issues of voter suppression in Georgia, despite the state still having the largest voter turnout in years. He accused Republicans of lying, of a conspiracy of malice lies repeated over and over again to generate a cycle of anger, hate, vitriol, and even violence. This is so interesting that uh, he accuses the Republicans of everything the Democrats are doing. And it's so ironic. And of course, uh, most people, a large percentage of people think the uh, vote was stolen in 2020. I happen to be one of them. And uh, yet he calls that uh, anger, hate, vitriol, and even violence. He even admitted beforehand that he was going to steal the election. I don't know if you've heard that clip, but it was it's <laughs> just Google uh, uh, Biden's statement on stealing the election. It's uh, and listen to it. It takes about 10 minutes or uh, 10 seconds. In this moment, we have to confront these lies with the truth. The very future of our nation depends on my fellow Americans are facing a defining moment, an inflection point. You must, with overwhelming unified voice, speak as a country and say there's no place, no place for voter intimidation or political violence in America. In other words, if you vote uh, Republican, uh, you're voting for violence and you're voting against America and against democracy. He said that democracy is at stake here. Uh, it's, he said it's estimated that more than 300 election deniers on the ballot are all across America this year. He declared that democracy could not be taken for granted, that autocracy or the rule of one should not be permitted. Biden has issued more than 100 executive orders uh, from the Oval Office, uh, bypassing Congress to enact his own will. So that's exactly, in other words, he made accusations of things that he himself is doing uh, and this is just typical out of the Democrat playbook. By the way, Tucker Carlson unloaded on Democrats and their leader, Joe Biden, uh, on uh, Tucker on uh, one rated cable news show. Joe Biden, Democrats have put in motion policies to purposely uh, destroy America for generations to come. They're vicious, they're intolerant, and they're utterly corrupt, said uh, Tucker. He's absolutely right about that. In any event, the president had his say last night and in one desperate attempt to try and save the elections, <clears throat> not going to work. I don't think he has the credibility to pull it off. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at uh, Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Thank you. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to visit with Dr. George Markovich. Right now we have with us Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Keith. Tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Well, we're a, a statewide organization um, that focuses on K through 12 education. Uh, we work in three pillars. We work in the legislative pillar, uh, really uh, working hard to build local community teams that focus on uh, education. And then, of course, we have a number of solutions, which means, uh, in many respects, the the, the different vouchers or in Florida, in Florida, we call them scholarships that parents can use to get their kids out of government schools um and uh and then of course uh we're big supporters of uh homeschooling so um we think uh the public schools in many respects are are broken uh we see this nationally in, in terms of the reaction from the pandemic um and we clearly have the same issues here in florida so. yeah we're so so uh, fortunate to live in the state of Florida and having the, uh, I call it the firewall against the insanity in Washington, D.C. with uh, our governor and our, and our legislature. Keith, I just, uh, again, remind our listeners, it's a great organization, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Visit the website, goflca.com, goflca.com. Keith, we've got the elections coming up in five days, big votes on school board members. Just wonder if you have any thoughts. Well, I thought I might update your uh, listeners uh, as of this morning uh, at four o'clock. Uh, so the day that's through yesterday, uh, there have been um, uh, about um, uh, let's see, um, there have been about nineteen uh, percent of the Democrats that have voted. Uh, they're voting uh, a little bit below uh, the Republicans. The rate of Republican voting is uh, 33%. I mean, Democrat, the rate of uh, voting for the Republicans is right at 39%. NPAs are down. Uh, they're voting at a much lower rate. So uh, we'd hope they get out and vote. Uh, the, um, in, in terms of uh, voter guides, we've uh, published uh, in Collier County, we published about 50,000 voter guides to voters here in, in uh, Collier County. We put them on a different website because of, uh, you know, uh, the, the different laws affecting what we can do. But mm -hmm. we have uh, on our 501c4 website uh, called flclaction.org. Uh, uh, we have voter guides out there. We've done an extensive amount of vetting of all of the candidates, uh, some of whom declined to participate in the full process, some who didn't. And we just encourage uh, people to get out and vote. The uh, supervisor of elections tells me they're expecting about uh, an 80% turnout. Wow. Uh, I would hope that it would be higher. Um, so about half the Republicans have voted, but... Uh, only 19% of the Democrats have voted so far. So um, I hope uh, I hope everybody gets out and vote. It's important that uh, 
that uh, we, we urge people to vote and vote informed. So. Absolutely. And uh, for our listeners that may want to get a copy of the Voter Guide before they make their vote, uh, how is that possible? Uh, just go to uh, FLC Action, flcaction.org. And you can get the voter guides. You can get the results of all of the the, the uh, surveys the different candidates filled out. Uh, so you can become as informed as you'd like. Um, and we certainly encourage you to do that, your listeners to do that. Absolutely. Just uh, so important, making wise decisions with regard to our school board members. Uh, usually overlooked, not considered important, but it's really important. I guess the uh, moms across America who've been up in arms about uh, all what kids are learning in schools have demonstrated that uh, recently, and we should all be concerned, whether we have kids in school or not. Keith, you've got an event coming up on December the 2nd. Maybe you can tell us about it. Um, yeah, uh, we uh, were originally scheduled uh, to have this event on October 12th with uh, General Michael Flynn. And, uh, of course, uh, Hurricane Ian happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we moved the event uh, to December 2nd. Uh, we also moved the location. It's going to be at Shoeless in uh, downtown Naples. Um, you, you can go to our regular website uh uh, goflca.org and and buy tickets. Um, you might recognize the ticket price. It's one seventy six one hundred seventy six dollars and sixty cents. Um, um, I had a guy the other day said, well, "How'd you come up with that number?" <laughs> Which uh, was kind of mind mind boggling, but yeah. that's, uh, that's the way it is sometimes. <laughs> that's right. Well, I, I just uh, encourage our listeners to uh, support this terrific organization again, Keith. And Pastor Rick, the co-founders, have had such a tremendous and terrific positive impact on public education in Florida. And, and uh, what they really are petitioning for up in Tallahassee and everywhere is just improving the education and school choice here in the state of Florida. And again, you can go to goflca.com, goflca.com, and uh, get tickets. You'll really enjoy the evening and uh, financially support the uh, Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Uh, have a great weekend, Bob. You as well. Thank you. And by the way, uh, again, <clears throat> uh, 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 Flynn is going to be just a terrific speaker. It's going to be a very entertaining evening, so I encourage you to take advantage of the opportunity. All right, coming up, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. 
Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, going to visit with Dr. George Markovich. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. I mean, this was a size scope. It's sheer of influence the government, and it's not happening. Yeah, it sure isn't. Well, did you see the president's speech last night? I don't. I can't do it anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, he, 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 every, word, every word out of his mouth is a lie, including the end of the. And, you know, he's making all this stuff up. And, and the, we have no evidence that um, where's Nancy was said by this idiot that, you know, uh, that uh, beat up. Uh, Paul Pelosi. Right. Uh, we have no evidence of that. Now that's their tether to January 6th, which was the only. You know, my joke has been Democrats one year. You know, three one year three hundred riots. Uh, Republicans three hundred years one riot, and they're now trying to turn this entire thing into the Republicans are the party of violence, and it's just it's. It's factually untrue. It's it's incredibly depressing in the fact that so many Americans are so tuned out of life that they that, that they can be conned into believing this. Well, the, so no, I didn't. Well, I didn't watch it. Well, uh, see, uh, well, thank you for those comments. By the way, just a little mute to, uh, this morning. I don't know if you're able to if you're on a device or something, a little, but a little mute. In other words, not, we, we're having difficulty hearing you a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, no worries, but. Uh, uh, yeah, point being is that, uh, and taking it just further, they tend uh, Biden is listing all the things that they're they're doing and accusing the Republicans of doing. I mean, it's just an incredible case which, of which is right out of, which is right out of Goebbels' playbook. Exactly. So, uh, hey, you've been focusing a little bit on public education and government schools. I just wonder if you could make some comments. Well, I attended government schools, kindergarten through seventh grade mm-hmm. and then I got caught I got caught being a bookie in seventh grade and they, uh, I got yanked out of public and private um, but um, I, even then I saw the inherent flaw in the system um, I, about 22 years ago now I was I drove down to Corpus Christi Texas I was living in Austin I was doing radio twice a week in Corpus and he drove me down he wanted me to co-host the show and I walked in and a county, the Oasis County school superintendent was in the studio, and we were going to debate schools for an hour. And 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 he wanted to, it was a pop quiz for me. He wanted to see if I could do it without any preparation. And of course, the other side of that coin is he doesn't know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I said is we need to abolish government schools. And he did a fake, you know, red uh, red fox heart attack in his chair. <laughs> But, but the 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 um, the whole point is, we we have an anomaly in human history, and that, and that anomaly is, the people who created our government didn't make it supreme over the land, they made it subservient to the people, right? Which of course is an incredible act of humility and uh, and and generousness on the part of the founding fathers, but it's also a it's, it's, like I said, because it's so unusual, it's, it's an anomaly in human history. And then we spend 200 years turning over the, edu- the education about our system to the entity that's supposed to be subservient? Yeah. Government? That is a fatal flaw. It's been a fatal flaw. Is, is they to- We've handed the keys to the entity that's supposed to be subservient. What are they going to teach? They're not going to teach that it's supposed to be subservient. Yeah. They're not going to teach limited government. They're the government. I've always said government is just any. It's just like any other organism. Its first priority is self-preservation. Its second is expansion. So you can't have the government teach about limited government. It's like having wolves teach about limited, you know, uh, cattle consumption. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's inherently flawed. 
and there's no fixing it. It's it's the, 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 the it's inherent. It's 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 broken from the beginning. Yeah. And now now we've reached the point where we've got people running the government for half a century that have wanted to ruin the country, and the best way to do that is to is to grab the kids. Vladimir Lenin said, "You give me the kids for four, three years or four years, and I'll I'll change the world." And he's had him, for, you know, they've had him for fifty. Yeah. So we have two generations now of poisoned minds by the entity that's supposed to be subservient to us, and they poison their minds so that the government could expand its power and no one would notice or care. And and we have uh, the union now, the uh, not only the government but also the uh, teachers' unions. That uh, uh, this woman, they're 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 a, they're a, they're a symptom. They're not a they're not the cause. I understand that, but Seton, my gosh, she's uh, run off to uh, to uh, Ukraine a couple of times. She's told the uh, uh, government to close down the schools because of COVID. I mean, everything that set kids back. She's, she's, you know. The, the team is flawed. You're getting mad at the shortstop. The whole team. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good season. No. Yeah, um, yeah, she's just a sim. You know, that's. I mean, when I said we should abolish government schools when I was attending them, when I was 10 years old, did I think they'd end up, you know, did I, did I know with moral certitude they would end up having, you know, transvestite reading hour for five year olds? Yeah. No. But I knew the possibility was there. Anything to undermine our society, they will do. And certainly, getting between the parents and their kids, and you know, you can't buy cigarettes, you can't get a drink, you can't own a gun, but you can lop off your penis and 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 become a woman at age five. Yeah. Just... Um, anything to disrupt society, they'll do. And yeah. that's what, and, and, and so do I know that end up at this particular, you know, flash of lunacy? No, but I knew they were, I knew they were capable of this much lunacy. And, and again, it's, 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 a, it's the slow boil. It's not, you know, they, we didn't get here overnight. This, this started in the early seventies, late sixties when they, when they took, you know, they took over the education system. Well, it goes back before that. It goes back to the 1880s when all kind of this, this whole... Well, yeah, well yes, yes, it, it does. But what I'm saying is this latest radical... What happened was in 68 in Chicago when they attacked the uh, Democrat convention, that was when they realized we can't do this from the outside. We have to do it from the inside. Yeah. And that's when they started institutionalizing themselves. Yeah. I mean, you, get, you got some of it going back to FDR... With his, you know, McCarthy was right. He had communists in his, that he'd put in the State Department and in various places in government. But yes, the, 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 like I said, the system is inherently flawed because you, you're having the, 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 the fox teach, t- teach the hens. Yeah. The fox is going to eat the hens. That's, that's what foxes do. But it gets beyond that. They're just simply trying to separate parents. They're trying to disrupt the uh, the family unit. They're doing so many things to uh, undermine our culture, and uh, at the tremendous expense of the kids, their education, but also families right. in our culture. And, and it's you know, and then if you want to just get back to actual teaching, you know, they, they graduate high school, they can't read the diploma they're handed, but they can roll a condom on a banana. Yeah, the, 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 they learn nothing. They don't learn to think at all. I mean, you know, I've been saying this forever. We have right now in our hands access to all the information in the history of humanity right. with a smartphone. We have access to the Internet. We have access to unfathomable amounts of information. And we've created 50-plus years' worth of people so utterly incurious that they don't avail themselves of it. And what? that's because of government schools. That's, that's, you know, George Carlin years ago said, the, the, the system doesn't want educated, intelligent, free-thinking people. They want people just smart enough to run the machines and just and to silently, passively take it. And you're and so that's right. What we, that's what we've created. Absolutely. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. You also are on uh, Substack as, as well, aren't you? Actually, I, I rerouted lessgovernment.org to my Substack page. Yeah, Sign right. up there. And Substack's very cool. They don't, unlike 
big tech, they don't sell your data. You sign up, you get the newsletter, and that's and it's it's very easy. All right. Again, lessgovernment.org is the website. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. My pleasure, indeed. By the way, it wasn't Seton's fault. I'd actually... Not turned on the phone coupler to uh, for Seton and, and his interview, so uh, that was a mistake. In any event, uh, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Dr. George Markovich. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Hearing that commercial about Dr. George Markovich since uh, having both of my knees replaced in 2006, uh, Dr. Markovich replaced my hip, a full hip replacement in, uh, on June 9th. So grateful that he did so. I'm just uh, so grateful for taking care of me. And he's or he's with us right now, Dr. George Markovich, orthopedic surgeon. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. My pleasure, Bob. Good morning. Good morning, Doctor. You know, I just appreciate uh, your any comments you might want to make about uh, uh, the, our public health officials and how they've kind of managed uh, information to the public about uh, COVID nineteen. And uh, you know, right now we're finding out that the hey, the vaccine didn't work. I mean, it didn't uh, prevent. Uh, spread the spread of the virus. It didn't uh, necessarily protect people from getting the virus. Uh, any thoughts? Oh, many thoughts. Uh, I think it's important to have people around you that you can trust and that are credible. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, beginning at the beginning of this pandemic, which is a novel virus that there were a lot of concerns and fears about historically and presently. Um, <clears throat> It was unclear, uh, a lot of things. Uh, so we relied on uh, somebody that had been in position for a long, long time, had background in rheumatology, and really wasn't very effective at, at much of anything other than moving money around and, and, and looking good, which was Dr. Fauci. I think that set the tone for a lot of what's going on uh, since. Um, now you have people in that agency that seem to just uh, say things that aren't true. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true with a lot of government these days, uh, especially on one, one particular party. Um, I think trust and knowing what makes sense uh, comes easier to some people than others. Uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, you get boosted and vaccinated and all this stuff, and then you're supposed to be concerned about somebody that tests positive 
uh, on a COVID test, but is essentially asymptomatic. That that's that's tricky. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, the uh, head of the CDC, she ended up getting COVID herself, which is kind of ironic. Uh, I, I'm twice. By- yeah, twice, in fact. So I, I actually do I think I want to take the opportunity, though, to uh, congratulate or to be grateful for Dr. Uh, Ladapo and uh, his leadership as Surgeon General here in the state of Florida. I think his his comments, I think, are, are you can trust what he has to say, I believe, based on everything that he set up to this point. So we should be grateful that he's in his position. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think things have been said in the past, even by, you know, Fauci years ago in terms of uh, promoting health and well-being and uh, exercise and uh, prudent measures to boost your immune system. Uh, COVID, like many illnesses, preyed on the old, uh, the people with comorbidities and the obese. And oftentimes those go together with metabolic X syndromes and so forth. Uh, we had a real opportunity to get healthier as a country, and instead, uh, you know, uh, a f- culture of fear and obfuscation was developed, uh, which has been on steroids, and I hope it reverses it to some extent uh, come next week. I do, too. And in f- fact, uh, you know, Dr. Fauci and the CDC are p- pushing big tech or p- big pharma, I should say, pushing vaccines, pushing expensive uh, medicine at the, ex- you know, and there's uh, it, it's now been proven that uh, hydroxychloroquine is a, a, a perfectly good. That in fact, it's worked in Africa for years. It could work right here as a as a uh, what do they call it when you transfer from one for non-purpose uh, uh, drug for uh, for the uh, virus? Sure, you know there's there's a lot of effective measures uh, that have been promulgated and have been uh, you know shown to be uh, effective. Uh, you know, even people with comorbidities such as inflammatory disease, rheumatoids, and so forth didn't really get much uh, inflammatory storm or, or uh, sick from, you know, this particular coronavirus. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of information out there. Unfortunately, a lot of it is hidden both in medical and political circles and cultural circles by people that want to control other people. That's a very unfortunate thing. I, I hope that uh, that changes. I, I see glimmers of hope. I think a very intelligent individual, Elon Musk, is making inroads in that, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm, you know, hopeful because of things like that. Uh, I, I think pendulum swings either way, and I hope this pendulum swings significantly. Uh, I kind of wish Joe Biden never came out of his basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that uh, it's been tough to see a lot of the things going on uh, in the younger age group that really wasn't at risk of COVID. Uh, that much to begin with, unless people were obese or had comorbidities. Uh, you know, you have kids out of school for a long period of time. You have a massive drug problem, many, many deaths in that particular age group, uh, and uh, a government that seems to want to take uh, less parental, uh, parental uh, involvement and more government uh, involvement. It's very, very troubling. It is indeed. Say, say, before I let you go, I do want to make some comments about the, I had my hip replaced, full hip replacement uh, on June the 9th. I'm so grateful it happened before Ian came to town, so, <laughs> so, so I got to get some healing. But I must say it, it's truly remarkable to me that I went to uh, your surgery center at 6.15 in the morning. I, at 7.30, I was on the bed uh, ready for the operation. At 11 o'clock in the morning, after full hip replacement, I'm getting in the car to go home. It was just amazing to me. It is amazing. It's 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 fun for me and uh, our team here to help people and let them sleep in their own bed and watch them get better and get rid of their pain so that they can you know do anything they want, uh, play golf, tennis, you know, climb Mount Kilimanjaro, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> uh, our patients aren't sick; they just have you know bad joints for the most part. Many many of them, and and it, it's just. So much fun with the technology and the uh, approaches that we've pay- taken now to help people. Um, that being said, um, 
you know, uh, a lot of things matter, and we work diligently every minute of every day to make sure that uh, we're optimized in terms of how we deliver care. Absolutely. And uh, again, uh, hospitals are dangerous places. There's a lot of different uh, uh, micro, um, mi- macro, what's the word I'm looking for? Micro, uh, for uh, a lot of different disease that could be floating around the hospital. Uh, yours is a surgery center. I just found that to be kind of a win-win situation where I didn't have to go in the hospital. I could go leave the same day and I perhaps was not exposed to some of the things I would have been in a hospital. Uh, we do too. Uh, you know, hospitals are places for sick people, and our patients, like I just said, aren't necessarily sick. They're healthy. They just have bad joints that we can address in an outpatient setting uh, without a lot of the, you know, organisms and other things floating around hospitals that make things dangerous. In addition to, in these big and personal places, mistakes get made. Uh, I've been at this particular surgery center for 20 plus years. We work extremely hard to make sure that everything happens the right way. Uh, you think I made another good point, too. When after surgery in a hospital, you end up having many different people coming in and out of your room, and I concluded that uh, the quality of your care depends on who's in the room with you at the time. So, no doubt. <laughs> and so I just was grateful that, uh, again, uh, I was under your care. Uh, and, again, if, if I have any listeners right now who have pain in their joints, I just encourage them to, to deal with the situation, uh, you can start by calling Dr. George Markovich at 482-5399, Dr. Markovich is part of a big group called uh, the... Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. Right, indeed. 482-5399. Doctor, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Bob. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Blue Provence is one of only 97 restaurants worldwide to receive Wine Spectator's prestigious Grand Award, and they've received it for the eighth consecutive year. Blue Provence Restaurant is temporarily closed for renovations due to damage from Hurricane Ian, and they look forward to serving you again in the near future. In the meantime, you can enjoy their Grand Award-winning wine list with unbeatable prices on more than 2,500 wines by visiting Blue Provence Fine Wines at 1234 8th Street South, Monday through Saturday between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Check out the vast wine selection by visiting Blue Provence on Facebook or visit the easy-to-browse website blueprovencefinewines.com. Visit blueprovencefinewines.com or if you need help, you can call Jacques directly at 239-821-6772. you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. It's super. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We have with us the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Hey, Bob, thank you for uh, inviting me. Always a, pl- always a pleasure. Well, we've got uh, our elections coming up and a lot of local decisions <laughs> here we need to make on by at least uh, November the 8th. I just appreciate any comments or thoughts you might have about that. 
Well, you know, it's, it's interesting, Bob. I, you know, I've followed the, you know, from the beginning of uh, the campaigns for school board and, uh, and some of the other races. Um, the school board one is the most interesting and um, they are doing a smear campaign. As a matter of fact, and it's something that I very rarely see the Naples Daily News on the front page today uh, under Collier School Board race says, Mitchell says mystery smear campaign is disgusting, and it is. Um, I've known Jen Mitchell. She's one of the candidates. As a matter of fact, she's the chairman of the school board. I mean, I've known her for many, many years when she first started uh, to, to run for the school board, or serve on the school board. And and she she's a um, she's a, she's just a top good person, period. Mm-hmm. And um, they are. They are smearing her all over the place, and there's a huge article in the paper. And all I want to say is, is that she is a Republican. She um, uh, does a great job on the school board. She's been a great school board chair, and they're they're trying to get her out of there. I don't know why, and it's interesting to me. But if you get a chance, take a look at it. But I'm just uh, here just to... Uh, uh, give her a good kudo today, and uh, you know it's part of uh, Alfie's um, Alfie's group. There's no two no two ways about it. Yeah, in other words, Alfie's uh, has uh, has supported his her opponent, and uh, is it's what you're suggesting? Yeah, I mean, I just you know you just don't know. Um, Alfie's got a pack, and obviously they spend money, but they don't have to say for what it's earmarked for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's going to be over. Uh, what November eighth, and uh, we can but get back to to whatever. But I tell you what, Bob, uh, and and I and I say this: I have no um, uh, interest really. I'm, I don't have any kids in in Collier County schools, but I follow them. I know some of the teachers, but I will tell you, if a couple of those school board candidates uh, get elected, yikes! Yeah, that's well- all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Well, because I've Ken Patton, of course, is, is is resigning. I mean, she's moving on, and um, so there's going to be a lot to do for the new school board. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, meanwhile, uh, what's going on in the hardened world? Well, good things are happening here in the hardened world. Uh, I'm I'm curious what's happening in uh, city government. Any 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 developments of of interest? Oh gosh, Bob. Yeah, they they. Um, as I said last week, it just had started, and that's what I was we were going to talk about for a second, um, was the fact that um, city council um, a week ago on, um, on Monday, I believe, for a Tuesday meeting, um, they, they, they tried to pass something that had to do with zoning, okay, and mm-hmm. controlling zoning and flip zoning and uh, a lot of technical stuff, but they tried to get it through. And some of the members from the community had heard about it the night before and they they showed up um at council uh just a few of them but they made a lot of noise and they said you can't do this this has to go out before the public you never advertise it publicly uh whatever so they held off and yesterday and um um and monday they had a a huge workshop uh, after a meeting and the room was packed bob they had community leaders down there that you've never seen down there before Hmm. and uh they they handed council um uh i I would say a pretty good verbal abuse meeting and council backed off okay uh they they discarded one of the items they uh said that they would hold off on on all the others um until they could discuss it and advertise it well and discuss it with the community leaders. Um, we're talking about builders and uh, 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 contractors and real the uh, the realtors and uh, about anybody you can imagine. They had representatives there, and I found it uh, very enlightening. Um, they they kind of backed the mayor off on her heels, uh, real strong, and oh. some of the other council members as well. Uh, vice mayor included. And uh, I thought it was a good thing. I thought it was really good to see the younger generation get out there and uh, and speak up and say, hey, what are you doing to us? You can't, you know, um, people need to know what they can build. People need to know um, uh, they can't get stuck out there saying, what can I build and, and get an answer? I don't know. Or you have to do what we say you're going to do. Um, yeah. Can't work like that. 
So um, a lot of progress was made. Uh, I will say that, and I'm pleased with it. So, so there, there were kind of we're post uh, post Ian right now, and I would imagine that most uh, government uh, organizations would want to support uh, getting people back on their feet and uh, back into their homes and whatever it takes. And so I would expect things to be a little bit more lax when it comes to permitting and so forth. Did it have anything to do with that? Yes. Yeah, had, it had to, it had to do with that. It wasn't so much the lax part. It was the uh, it was because I think I think uh, in, in all fairness, the city they're gonna they're gonna try and get permits that are legit, obviously, and nothing nothing new with them um, moving along as fast as they possibly can. Um, and so I think I think that's a good thing, and they're doing a good thing with that. Um, I. Um, I, I think, and you're right, um, you know, with Ian now, a uh, couple of weeks uh, down the road, um, we're seeing some good things uh, here. I, you know, and we watch what's going on in Fort Myers Beach and Sanibel. Um, I'll tell you real, real quickly, um, Dana, Dana Souza, our former city manager, interim city manager, is doing a phenomenal job up there on Sanibel. I mean, a lot of kudos to him. He's a terrific guy, and uh, they're making progress up there. But I have a uh, a friend of mine uh, who is a insurance adjuster, and he's been up there on Sanibel uh, every day. And he said it's unbelievable. He says, you know, it takes you like an hour once you get across the causeway to get to to get anywhere. You know, you're moving at about 18 miles an hour, and there's trucks. And but the cleanup is is in process. It's just going to take a long, long time. Those poor people in Sanibel, I just oh. and Captiva for that matter. I wonder if Captiva is still there. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, Bob, and you don't hear anybody talk about it. Um, I'm curious, uh, maybe we can get some information for next week. Yeah, you hear Sanibel all the time, but you don't hear Captiva. And Sanibel Captiva always went together like in two words, you know. Well, you can't uh, talk about this without mentioning the governor and uh, how spontaneously and quickly he responded to help people. And uh, basically, the way it happened, I, he had to say, forget all the permitting, just get it done. <laughs> right, and right, which great. It really was great. I just really, uh, his leadership has just been astounding. Uh, and I'll say in juxtaposition to what we're seeing coming out of Washington, D.C. in the White House is just un- incredible. <laughs> did you yeah. Did you see the speech last night? No. Yeah, no. well, uh, Pre- uh, Biden uh, made one last attempt, one last ditch effort in order to save the uh, Democrat Party uh, uh, to what's happening right now. You know, he can't talk himself out of what uh, what he's about out of his actions and what he's done up to this point. People are pretty fed up with the whole process. Chris said it was disgusting. I said, um, I, 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 the, you know, and the interesting, some of the other races real quick, um, uh, have you you've been following the New York uh, Hochul um, uh, Zeldin race? Well, it looks like Zeldin's pulling away. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 kind of glad to see that. Me too. Um, but you know, Bob, it's the same thing for you and I. Every you know, a couple of years where we've been doing elections for a long time, that there is so much misinformation, and I can't I can understand that the average the average good person that goes to work and and just wants a good candidate to vote for and. How does that person know? You can even do research. How does that person know? Because there's so much just uh, 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 disingenuous uh, information out. I mean, the other one that I, uh, Dr. Oz and uh, and uh, Fetterman, are, are, I mean, that's, <laughs> have you followed that at all? Yes, I have. I just cannot understand how he could actually be uh, even a, a consideration in this race. And I'm talking about Fetterman. I mean, the, right. the guy is just literally, he is, uh, he that doesn't have all of his faculties. It's not his fault he had a stroke, but he shouldn't be on the ballot. That's no, a, that's, it no just, he, he should not. They just said yesterday about, he gave a speech yesterday or something, and he was just all over the place. And he could not understand what he was talking about. And yet the early voters, you know, before this happened, I guess they, they, you know, I mean, I don't know how many votes he's got or what the deal is, but I think Oz is pulling ahead a little bit and, and hopefully can, uh, he's, he's a, he's a bright guy. Hopefully he can pull it out, but uh, it's going to be interesting uh, next week. 
It will indeed. Again, Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples, I always appreciate your commentary. Well-considered and really candid commentary. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you, Bob, and have a wonderful weekend, okay? You as well. Thank you so much, Bill. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I I did and enjoyed it. I apologize for not using my equipment properly when we interviewed Seton Motley, but nevertheless, uh, we've got some great guests for tomorrow, including William Yateman. He's a uh, research fellow at the uh, Pacific uh, Legal Foundation. We'll also visit with Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston. And Dr. Zudi Jasser is the uh, uh, head of the foundation for uh, uh, for uh, a Muslim... Uh, 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 I've forgotten the name of the organization, but he's a good guy. He is, he is for uh, peaceful uh, and uh, reform of the Muslim faith. So uh, we'll look forward to visit with Dr. Jasser as well. Uh, I hope you make it. Uh, by the way, I just always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.